Hello. Hello. Mm, love that. Welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan. That is Maddie Mass. Once again, none of us matter. Seems to be a theme lately. None of us matter because we have our guy. He is our friend, Richie Palacios, on with us today of the Cleveland Guardians. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, to chat about whatever you guys whatever you guys have. We're going to talk about whoops first of all. Second of all, we're really fun, <laughs> so we hope that you enjoy it. Um, so Richie. You play for the Guardians or the Guardians organization. How do we like the name change? I was just about to ask the same thing. How are we feeling about that? And have you made the mistake yet where you keep calling yourself an Indian instead of a Guardian? Um, so I haven't made the mistake yet because when people ask, at first I just say I play for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So then Smart. and then I open it up to the because I'm so used to saying just Cleveland Indians. So I just say I play for Cleveland and then open it up to the Guardians. One, and I mean, I'm excited about the name change, new logo, um, new everything, new gear. Yeah. What a, is the difference in the logo? Um, it's like a baseball with a G and some wings wow. on it. So, but I'm excited for all new gear. That's why I'm hyped. I'm yeah. mostly hyped about that. <laughs> <laughs> all new gear. Everything else gets thrown to the side. Do y'all all get to keep gear. your stuff at the end of every year? Like every single piece of equipment that I would see you guys in, in like the clubhouse or on the field or anywhere, you get all of that? Yeah. Pete, you probably have had like, what do you do with that stuff? Do you take it to Goodwill? Can I have I've, it? Like what? I have given away, I've given away probably four duffel bags worth of stuff in the last two years because there's just no way what am I going to do with it it's just I keep I keep and it's all XL or double XL and if it's something that I've worn through the season no one's going to want that because it's gross (laughs) and it's ripped and it's stinky and it's like so no Mm. I wouldn't I would not make anybody hey this is a game worn never washed (laughs) no absolutely not never Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that we get to keep yeah love that for y'all yeah what what year did your dad finish playing uh my dad finished playing in i think about 19 like 91 i believe and then my uncle my uncle finished playing in like 93 a little bit before your time yeah. Yeah, a little before my time. They're old, they're old folk now. They they still think they got it, but they're old folk. <laughs> see, see, you are hitting me right in the mouth, dude. Because I I signed my first professional career in 1996. So uh that was my first professional contract. So I'm old too. So just watch your mouth a little bit. I'm just mm. you're, you're, you're young, you're young. <laughs> you're at least playing during my lifetime, so I'll give you that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, the, that's the measuring stick. Fantastic. Oh, Pete, that one had to have sung a little bit. So Richie, okay, your dad reads AAA with the Tigers. Your uncle was a Kansas City Royal. Your brother debuted in 2021 with the Blue Jays. So like this is just in you. How, who's, who's the best out of the four of y'all in your prime? Who's the best? That's Everybody's tough. everybody in their best. We got to respect the, uh, my uncle, the big leaguer who's played the most in the league. So until we cash in more years than him, we can't say we're better, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, just give me a couple of years and we, <laughs> We'll have this conversation again. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Let them know, dude. Let them know. And then you can have the argument of the, well, you would never have made it in my time. So you look at the athletes that are around now compared to when you played. That's it. You're going to have, have some arguments coming up. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, we, we already have those arguments. So I'm ready for them. <laughs> are you, have you and your brother always been close or were y'all like so competitive at any point that you hated each other? Um, both, actually. Like we were so competitive, yeah, since like a young age, like playing wolf ball in the backyard, just like absolutely fighting each other and throwing bats and balls and all that at each other. But like our parents would always make us like make amends, whether it took four or five hours or what. Yeah. So we're still competitive, a lot less competitive now, which is good. 
but we're more like helping each other now. Back then it was just, no, there was no help going on. Yeah. It was hell. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are from Brooklyn, New York. You grew up cheering for the Yankees. Yes. The Giants, New York Yankees. Nets. Giants. It wasn't actually the Nets because the Nets were in New Jersey when we were growing up. And like, we weren't going over there. So we were Knicks fans. Okay. Are you still sorry. fans of the Giants and Knicks? What, Pete? I said, I just said, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're Being all, a Knicks uh, fan. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's tough. Don't worry. I converted once the Nets came to Brooklyn and they were close to my house. I just converted right over. And now I'm a Nets fan. <laughs> Gladly. There we, there we go. So who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, favorite player growing up was Derek Jeter. It was just, we would go to a lot of games and he was like the best, the captain. So he's what everyone um, drew our eyes towards. So we loved watching him growing up, but we love all the players, honestly, um, growing up watching those as a kid. Have you And met they him? were so good. No, I haven't met Derek Jeter. Actually, oh. I've seen him at, at a fall league game though. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like <laughs> It was a fall league game and you see GMs here and there, but then like someone looked up in the suite and was like, yo, that's Derek Jeter. And I was like, Damn, that's pretty sick. <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you something. That's the same reaction that I still have now to this day when I see Derek Jeter because he's still the coolest baseball player that I ever got a chance to, to face. He was just he – was, he, was, he was someone that we all would look up to and go, oh, man, he's different. You know, he's just yeah. – this DJ. He's just cool. He's on the Yankees. He wins all the time. It's just everything about him was just cool. And he's, nothing changes there. Now he's GM. He's a cool GM too. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Pete, who was your favorite player growing up? I had a couple. I love Nolan Ryan and Mark McGuire. Um, Have you met both of them? Yes, yes. Um, Mark McGuire was my hitting coach when I was in, in LA. So not oh, my hitting coach. Well, yeah. The hitting coach. <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so he that was awesome. And the reason why I was such a fan of him is because that was the first real taste that I got when I was in Australia of being able to witness something that was happening with the home run chase between him and Sosa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that drew me in pretty quickly. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Nolan Ryan just is a, the beast of all beasts. So oh, that yeah. was my two for sure. Did you have a team as a kid? Not really. There was just, okay, so this is going to age me again. I used to get This Week in Baseball videotape, VHS tapes, and watch them. I shouldn't have asked this. It'll be like a year in review this week in baseball VHS tape about the Cincinnati and the Oakland A's 1991 World Series, that sort of stuff. I shouldn't have said that. I'm yeah, still- no, cut it, Maddie. <laughs> cut it, cut it. <laughs> Didn't mean to expose you there. It's just thanks for that. You know, okay, so now back to Richie. Here yeah, is Kathy good. tonight. Um, okay, so you went to Towson University. You stole 32 bags and hit 329. Your your first year? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a solid start, I would say. 32 bags? Um, okay, then you all 109 games the next two seasons. You finished? Did you – were you there for four years or three years? Three years. <laughs> you hit 324, <laughs> career average, 38 doubles, 19 home runs, 98 RBIs, 76 stolen bases, and 163 games. So, essentially – a big league season. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, we need we need those big numbers to look exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. What's what is Towson like? Is that a big school, small school? Um, it's about twenty thousand undergrad when I was there. Um I was recruited by a decent amount of division one schools, but like not too many offers from a lot of the big time schools that I wanted to go to. What was the what was your dream? Uh my dream school, oh that's tough, but it was probably University of Florida or Vanderbilt. Those are like the two. Those are like the two dream schools. Growing up, <laughs> I went to LSU. I know. I'm sorry. They were good too, but um, oh. yeah. So those are my dream schools. But um, ended up just wanting to go somewhere where I knew I would play right away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was a big thing why I committed to Towson University. And and yeah, I mean, it was all history after that. But it was a good experience. Not too small of a school, twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun, definitely. I was just going to ask you because I don't know I don't know college. So is twenty thousand medium size? Yeah, twenty thousand is pretty much medium. Like you have the huge schools, which are like fifty to like seventy thousand. Those are like okay. the ASUs and those schools, and then you don't have like the private schools, which are like five thousand. Right. 
five to ten thousand. So those are like seem small for a college. Is that okay. how small Viva is? Is that yeah. why you raised your hand? Yeah, Villanova is like seven thousand. Oh my gosh, oh. I didn't realize it was that small. I know. Yeah. And they're elite. They're still goodness for it. That's crazy. So I'm always curious about this and I, and I never know the, well, I do kind of, I'll figure out how to ask it, but obviously there's a ton of international talent that doesn't ever go to college. But when you go to spring training, your first spring training, how much more prepared do you think you are having had three years of college and growth in a, in an actual program like that compared to these guys who are coming in and, or either straight out of high school or came from overseas or internationally like Pete. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I know I wasn't ready to play professional baseball, like out of high school. Like I thought I was, but then when I went away to college and got that experience and then got into pro bowl, I was like, wow, there was no way I was fully ready in high school. But then again, if you think about it, you're never really ready until you like indulge in the process and I yeah. feel like with a lot of those young guys, they sign so young and like they step into spring training and it's like crazy because so many guys are older and more advanced, but I feel like they're able to learn and grow like they're in college with their first couple of years in pro ball. But it's definitely like, it's definitely a lot tougher because it's like your career is on the line. Like you got to put up or shut up um, at such a young age. Yeah. So I feel like that's where college gives you a little bit of, um, over relief where you know like okay this is what just me preparing for when i get into professional baseball did you go straight to rookie ball out of college or did you go to a high a where'd, where'd you go straight out of college um out of college i went play just five games in rookie ball and then i went to short season so our okay. team pretty much made everyone go to rookie ball just to get acclimated i feel like there's some stories where guys have gone to like an lsu or a vanderbilt and it's almost like a step down to come to rookie ball where you sort of think wow I mean, you think about the players that LSU, whenever I was there, it feels a big league team today. I mean, you have yeah. Kevin Gosman, you have Aaron Nola, Austin Nola was there, Greg Matto, Jacoby Jones. I mean, like, it, they they could field a professional team with the kind of guys that they had there. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, that's what a lot, and a lot of them say that what they struggled with a lot was in the minor leagues because LSU leads in attendance every single year. And like Correct. the environment there yeah. is insane. Yeah. To Josh, when we had Josh Smith on. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother was telling me about that being that he went to Auburn and he showed like the sec is like so much better. Like he gets treated so much better than you do in the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. Like you private planes, private, this, like all these crazy nice hotels. And then you go to the minor leagues and it's like the other side. And some people are not used to it and they got to get acclimated yeah. because it's not bringing in the same money that they are um, for these big time schools. Yeah. Cause we had Josh Smith on right after he was involved in the, the Josh Smith trade. Some may know it as the Joey Gallo trade. And um, we had him on right after and he was talking, he also went to LSU and we were just talking about, cause LSU's facilities up, oh, any school in the SEC, you know, I mean, yeah. the facilities there are just absolutely ridiculous, big league level. Mm -hmm. But then, and then you're surrounded by 15,000 screaming, absolutely bonkers fans. And then you go into minor league ball and you're lifting weights and in a small closet. And there's oh, yeah. <laughs> 200 people in the ballpark, you know. No, maybe someone's girlfriend shows up and you get to show up <laughs> in front of her. That's it. Well, that, that's, that's, why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm glad I went. So like a mid-major because it was no big culture shock for me like we didn't have many fans we didn't have these crazy nice facilities so it was just like going to my league's like oh i'm used to this yeah what was your best year there um best year like just overall yeah. or just numbers wise um yeah that's tough i mean i would say i feel like my junior year was was my best year but people would say a lot of people say my freshman year was because I was a freshman. Yeah. But I mean, it was all a blur. It's all the same to me. <laughs> and then you were drafted in the third round, 2018. Uh, where were you for that? For the draft? Excuse me? Where were you for that? Oh, Did you go home? Or? I was a uh, no, yeah, I stayed home. I was in New York City. Um, just me and my my immediate family. Um, just me and my brother. I mean, actually, no, my brother wasn't even there because he was away playing. It's just me, my mom, my dad, uh -huh. um, in New York City. Just sitting there, 
nervous. <laughs> what do you know going into draft yeah. night? Like, Thank you, because I never got drafted. I don't know how the process works. I don't know if they call you before. I don't know if they give you any kind of inside info or whether you're just yeah. sitting there waiting for someone to call you. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty crazy. And my family went through with my brother first, so it was a lot easier because we knew, like, what was going to come. When my brother went through it, like, through high school and college, like, it was crazy. Like, they didn't know what was going on. But then we pretty much learned through him, like, all right, this is how it's going to go. But the main thing that my brother was telling me is, like, just don't, like, you can't believe everything these people are telling you. Like, they say, oh, we see you in the first five rounds. We see you this. Like, you can't Who's believe Who's telling you everything. that? Scouts from, from organizations? Yeah, scouts and um, all those guys. You can't fully believe everything because everything happens so fast to them. Like, things change. Yeah. Like, you never know. So, like, I was sitting there like, all right, like, I feel like I should be drafted high because I did, like, extremely well in college. But I was like, I don't really know. So I was a little nervous just sitting there waiting on phone calls. So, you know, going into draft night, you know, like these eight teams are interested in potentially drafting you. Or is it really like a free for all? Do like all you really don't know out of the 30 teams? You have I had no idea. I mean, I filled out and pretty much talked to, I think, all 30 teams. There might have been one team that I know I didn't fill a questionnaire out for. We'll leave them on. We'll leave them uh, on the, Tell us off the table. Don't worry. When I see when I see them, when I see them in the league, they'll they'll know. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me let me tell you why that's that hits me because I signed with the Twins in 1996. Right, had a terrible minor league career, and then I got released in 1999. So when I came back and I was in the big leagues in 2007, and I pitched against the Twins. I was looking up for the front offices. I was trying to find where the front offices were right. so I could stick it to them. Exactly. <laughs> this is what you've missed out on. Just remember that. You missed out on this. That's <laughs> yeah, literally. That's so cute. Mm. But yeah, you have you have no idea. Like, I had no idea. What mm. insight can your agent give you before? He tells me that, I mean, he pretty much tells me the teams that are interested. And you know, like, going to pre-draft workouts, you know which teams want you to come. Um, so you're like, oh, you think, all right, these teams are the most interested, but like everyone I talked to, the teams that were most interested in them were never the team that drafted them. It was usually a team that was like low key about it and just like snagged them before yeah. showing like a ton of interest. But what was cool was my college coaches actually all like came in and made like a little bet, no money involved, just like everyone, every coach choose a team you think he's going to go to. And we had the Padres were up there. Um, I think the Cardinals were up there, the Marlins were up there, and then our pitching coach at the time, Miles Miller, somehow said the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. And I said, what insight did you have? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I <didn't know> that. <laughs> Dang, exactly. I did not realize that you literally have zero clue, like, yeah. where you could end up. I figured that you would know, like, okay, these particular teams are, like, extremely interested, but these teams aren't looking to draft me. Dang. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well. I don't know, like, if you thought that you were going to come on here and we wouldn't address your drip. I am a sneakerhead. Yeah. Peter, Peter is a sneakerhead. Oh, okay. We, we in good company right yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, like, we showed up in matching blazers to the airport when we were flying yeah, to the Bronx it. together. We were like, hey. All right. Now that you, Not show, on purpose, now you by said the way. that, I'm going to show you a little, a little Please. something. We please, can go turn the please. camera. Can I flip this? Oh, no, I can't flip you can this. Flip whatever you oh, want. I can't flip this. Bang. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just a, I had to yes. shut it off. I got sneakerheads in the building, so I know you guys would love that. What's that your go-to pair? What What do you wear the most? Uh Oh, wear the most? I probably just wear, like, my off-white Prestos the most, mm. the white ones. But I would say my favorite pair Stop. that I have here would be the patent leather Jordan ones. Mm. I just got them. Those are my favorite. Okay. I so let me ask it. you a question. Pete gave you one of these, but I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, time out. You got yeah. to hear it too. So I want to hear your favorite sneaky. I want, wait. Okay. I'm showing and telling. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have mine here, so I can't show you or tell you anything. But do you know Johnny's Kicks? Yeah. Instagram? You see that, uh, you see the, uh, like the snake skin, the three different types of animal, 
animal leather that they they designed a a, a Jordan one. They're like thirty seven hundred bucks a pop, but they had three oh, different my. styles of like. There's lizard skin. There's I'm gonna send them to you. They are absolutely fire, man. Did they come out already? No, they're just like the you have to order them. They're, they make them for you. Oh, they make them for you. They're not a Jordan release. They're this they're this guy oh, who they, makes them for. Oh, they you. Yeah, customize yeah. them. So yeah. I'm going to send it to you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Anything snakeskin sounds sick. I ain't going to lie to you. Six hours later. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome back. She's back. She's back. <clears throat> Richie, what's your Instagram? Uh, Richie, R I C H I E, mm-hmm. Millie, M I L L E. Why? What's Millie? Because of the watch, bitches. Oh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Kelsey's lost over there. Thank you, Pete. (laughs) Okay. These are the ones, these are the Jordans I wear the most because they, they have, it's there. They have a little light pink on them, but they can make anything. Love these. Probably wear these the most. These are the ones. Damn. I I said, I said Nike, but she came with the Jordans. Mm -hmm. These. Well, I have, 25 pairs of blazers in there, but these, these are probably my coolest. These are Ooh. sisterhoods and the sisterhood um, release. Ooh. Those are lit. But they're hard to match with things. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta go just white or black. Stadega. And then Casey got me these. These make me like four inches taller. Hey, we could always use that. <laughs> That's sick Damn, too. Those are lit. Mm. That's my show and tell. I don't know, like, okay. if they're Jordan 4s, 3s, 1s. I know that they're mids, and I like the mids. Hey, you, everyone got their own drip, right? I like the Animal Instinct. I got the Animal Instinct Jordan 3s that I wear a little bit around, but, again, they're hard to match as well because I got all kinds of brown and white and gray and pink, and they're, but they're sick. It's not just the shoes, though. Like, the outfits are phenomenal. Like, there's a picture of you getting out of, also, your car, uh love the color have you seen his car pete he has it like it's like matte olive green it's beautiful yeah it's on my instagram we just scroll down (laughs) there's a picture of you getting out of a car and you are in black pants with yeezys and a white shirt and a plaid i remember that picture i remember that picture. that's so saucy (laughs) (laughs) and then the sweatsuit (laughs) the matching sweatsuit that suit, those shoes. I like those. Oh, are those your off-whites? Yeah. I would say growing up in New York City, like, that's, like, the hub of fashion. So, yeah. like, that's just you learn, like, what matches, what doesn't match, what looks good, what doesn't look good. And you honestly just learn that from your friends making fun of you <laughs> if you wear something that doesn't match. So it's, like, a big thing where it's, like, ha-ha, mm. that'll match. And it's a fight, but you, through that, you learn fashion really quickly. What you got, Pete? Is that a S63? It's actually a C43. Okay. You badass mofo. That's, that's... It's <laughs> like, yeah, that car. I love olive green. Mm. I'm just going to pull through your Instagram for a while, okay? All right, go through it, baby. <laughs> okay. Dang. Okay, we are going to interrupt this episode because DraftKings, duh, we're always talking about DraftKings. They are people, they are OG John Boy Media supporters, but it's like crazy to believe that the NFL season, I feel like I didn't watch like one uh, second of football. <laughs> it went by so fast. Um, and we're already in the playoffs and DraftKings, which is now officially available in New York, baby, let's go. Um, but they are offering new customers. If you bet $5, wait, what is this bet? Just $5 and you can win 280 in free bets. If the team just wins, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So I guess you put in $5 and pick a team to win. So like, duh, probably the chiefs, uh, <laughs> um, you can win 280 and free credits. So that's on any NFL playoff game. So we just told you that it's officially available in New York, which is very exciting for John Boy media. But if it isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for through the NFL playoffs. So everyone can play for those huge cash 
cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy football contests. And they are giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code JOHNBOY to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. If you bet just $5, you win 280 in free bets if that team wins. That is promo code John Boy at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I literally cannot believe that the NFL is already in the playoffs. I just, yeah, that's nuts. I feel like this was like a quiet season. Yeah. Huh. I agree. Well, DraftKings, we love you because they um, support John Boy Media in every facet. And we got to do a lot of cool things because of them. 56 to 1 odds. Okay. Let's get you back to the episode. Okay, we also you also have some really cool ooh, cleats that you've worn. Mighty Mouse. <laughs> What's been your favorite pair of cleats? Oh man, that's even harder question than the shoes. Um, I would say I would say my I have gray ones that have like my like Brooklyn, New York on them with like a little little street signs. Ooh. Where do you keep all of these? They're all in my storage downstairs. Oh, you need to show those. I wish you told me I would have brought all the pizza up here, but we would have been here for two hours trying to, trying to go oh, do that. Next episode. <laughs> also, I remembered what I was going to ask you. Who's Who are your top three drippiest players in Major League Baseball? Oh, that's a good question. So to start, um, my boy Bader be having fits. He's from New York City, too. Who? So Harrison Bader. Oh, what? Really? Really? He has Loki fits. Yes, you gotta. He has Loki fits. Huh. Um, I would say, and I'm trying to think. Second, I like, I like how Tim Anderson dresses. He doesn't go too mm-hmm. crazy, but I like how he dresses. Um, and number three, this is tough. I'm trying to think of the guys that really be showing out like that. Damn, that's tough. I'm trying to think of like the major cities. There, there's one particular guy that we like a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? He may be from the Bahamas. He may not be from the oh, Bahamas. It's Jazz, of course. <laughs> I can't, we I can't, love I just, Jazz. I, jazz who, I can't tell him he's he the top two dribbles player. <laughs> he doesn't love. need that confidence. He doesn't need any more confidence. I'm we had a song every time we talked about Jazz on the show this this last season, which was a lot, we would all stop. <clears throat> it's time for our king. And we would sing that every single time we talked about jazz chisholm. We, right we, I, we never sang that. You sometimes she would sang. crown yourself at the end. I did would crown myself, yeah. Yeah, we that's, love jazz. That's, that's a good dude right there. I like like jazz. Speaking of jazz, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna jump ahead here, but talk to me about the the Bahamas stuff down there. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that, the home run derby. That's such a it's such a sick event. This is my second time going. Um, yeah. this is actually my first time actually hitting in the derby. Last year I was still recovering from a shoulder um surgery, so I wasn't able to hit in it. But that event is, like, the most fun I've ever had, like, ever. You literally bring, like, 30, 35 pro players that are all cool with each other already. Todd, Jazz, Lucius, they figure out all the logistics in the Bahamas. Are y'all sharing a house? Are you getting separate condos? Um, so we actually stay in Atlantis. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and I, pretty, I stay with my brother, and some of the guys have their own rooms. Some of the guys share, but. Yeah, we go out there and jet skis and home run derby and boats. It's just a great vacation little thing um, with all the guys that, that they do. And it literally gets better every single year. We had a celebrity softball game this year where everyone just hitting tanks. It was lit. That's it. It was just lit. Have you ever just launched balls into the ocean like that? No, never. This is the first time. It was the first time. Do they – they can't get them back. I mean, there's probably how many baseballs. Yeah, wanna... someone, someone will be around with a jet ski. A lot of, oh, yeah, think? a lot of guys do ride around a jet ski and, and grab the balls. Do they float? Yeah. Baseballs? 
Yeah. 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 I'm thinking of I'm taking myself to Chase Field right now and envisioning yes. I, I was doing a report out there and there was a home run hit to the pool and it floated. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So let's huh. up like that and then keep on going, getting the derby going. But it's a great event. So many people come out. It's- What's the date of the event? What's the date of the event again? I'm just trying to plan our road trip uh, next year. So. We're going on tour next Literally. year. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to come. You have yeah. to. Is it November or is it? This year it was December 13th to the 19th. In the okay. past, it's been January like 2nd to 5th. Um, okay. But they did it before Christmas and before New Year's this year. So whenever the date's announced, you guys got to come out to that. You have such a blast. It'd be so fun. Yeah. It's because there are guys there who like, like I'm about to ask you about MJ Melendez. Like that's a guy we've talked about a ton this year, but like it's, it's, there's guys there that aren't normally combined. And we talk about a lot of the guys that are there. Um, so it would like actually be relevant, but tell me about MJ Melendez because we did talk about him a ton this year. Is he, yeah, that- is he that good? Yeah, the guy rakes, like flat out rakes. I mean, I, I knew about him. It's funny. I knew about him when I was in high school because one of my, my athletic trainer um, in New York City actually is, was best friends with his pops. So uh-huh. I already heard about him through there. And then I actually met him for the first time during this spring training, um, playing against each other. Um, but then had the season and he ended up coming to meeting me in AAA because our double A's didn't play each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, the guy rakes, he hit 40 bombs. Just yeah. That's all you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> like if you hit 40 tanks. It doesn't matter where you play or how you play. If you hit 40, like that's a huge accomplishment. So he, but yeah, I know he works hard. Um, we actually together, me, MJ, Alex Katz, my brother, um, won the golf tournament. Was there a prize? <laughs> I feel like there'd be that. a good prize there. It was a plaque. But hey, we'll take oh. it. Like, <laughs> we'll take it. So the guys are we're athletes on the field and off the field too. So we get we could golf a little bit. I love that. Now you're hitting now you're hitting chords with me. That's fantastic. You guys <laughs> do you, you guys seem to because there's so much talent around the game right now, and I I'm I'm floored every year that there's names that we've never heard of that come up and have unbelievable seasons. But you guys, you guys work out different than we used to work out too. What's your schedule like right now, off season wise? Is it every day for you at the moment? Yeah. So for me, it's like I go hard pretty much Monday through Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday is like a big recovery. So I'll, I'll run through it like Monday, wake up probably like eight thirty. Um, I get to my training facility by like nine thirty. I'm um, stretching for like 30 minutes. I'll do a workout. It's probably an hour to hour and a half um, mixed with some sprints in there as well. Um, I'll throw after that workout. Then I'll go to another place. I'll hit um, for about an hour. And then I'll usually go to the field, take ground balls. After that, I'll come home and then probably pop out again, do physical therapy stuff. Mm. Gosh, what time is it right now? What time it's is physical therapy? Like four, four thirty. Sometimes I get in in the morning, and sometimes I do it after all my stuff. But Kels, I'm telling you, they're full time now. They are legitimately. These guys don't stop. Is all of this scheduled out for you through the training facility? Yeah, like I mean, I have myself a little calendar. I'm just writing everything in, making sure I'm all locked in. But like that's a typical like Monday through Friday. Then like Saturday, Sunday. Um, is for me is mostly recovery. So I'll probably do yoga on Saturday and yes. yeah, big move. I'll probably yoga on Saturday and you guys have a floating therapy. It's my number one recovery. I want to try it so bad, but it's like a hundred dollars a session. It's so yeah, expensive. It's, a, it's the greatest thing I've ever done for recovery. Like unmatched. Yes. Unmatched. Dansby's really into him. He used to do that all the time, but there was only like two facilities in Metro Atlanta when, when he was talking about that, he did it. Um, but they're like $90 a session, but yeah. you, don't you like get shut in like a little cave and then you just float? You just float, but it's very relaxing. I must say what you got, Pete. It's just dark and you're just floating. It's just completely dark. A thousand pounds of Epsom salt inside of there. And you lay down, you automatically float because of Epsom salt. Yeah. So it's like a mental thing where you can like just shut your mind off for an hour and like just recoup or if you want to think about certain things or visualize yeah. I like to visualize a lot of workouts or baseball stuff and then like the epsom so helps the inflammation in all your body so it's like a double whammy 
Can you sleep? Like, do you sleep in it or is it hard to fall asleep? I fall asleep every time, probably for at least like 20, 30 minutes in the middle, um, every single time. And they say that it like just feels really good because you have zero pressure on any parts of your body. Like you are mm. completely, yeah, that was something Pete that Dansby was saying he was super into a couple of years ago and I'd never heard of it. And I started right. looking into it. That's cool. I can fall asleep in an MRI machine. So if I'm in one of those things, then I'm completely screwed. I could not fall asleep in the MRI. Thing. That was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so you said your shoulder was the hardest thing to recover. I've had shoulder surgery as well, but I've actually, I'm about to tell a story that I've never told before. I, I hurt my shoulder celebrating after I'd pitched in the game. No so way. not like Cody Bellinger. So my shoulder was going to go. But yeah. I just happened to snap it because I, I went, yes. And then I was like, oh, what was that? So shoulders are the worst. I thought my career was over. Every single, every, every single month during that rehab process was like, oh, here we go again. And I just, nothing seemed to work until one day something finally clicked and something broke in there or I got some scar tissue. But shoulders oh, yeah. are brutal, man. Tell me your experience. So I was just hitting um, throughout the offseason and like my shoulder was sore. Kept getting sore, so we started to rehab it. We tried rehabbing it, and, like, that didn't work. We tried, um, like, cortisone shots. That didn't work. And then it was like, look, like, it's not getting better. Like, we'll just take another MRI, but it might – you might need surgery. And at that point, it was like – I mean, that's, like, a hard surgery. The shoulder labor surgery is tough. But, I mean, at that point, I was like, look, I'm not going to be able to – I can't play through this. So we were like, all right, we're going to go to surgery. Got the surgery and was pretty much uh, missed whole 2019 season, but I was fully recovered probably like after like 12, 13 months. But then like, obviously we didn't have that 2020 season. Mm -hmm. So it was like another year of just um, practicing and all, but it gave me an extra time to recover and be like full, full go for the 2021 season. And you seem to take advantage of that. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> had to make up a, had to make up a little bit of time. <laughs> oh, I love it. Good for you, man. So you also played in the Arizona Fall League this year, which we talked a lot about. Who were like the coolest? Who did you hit it off with that you weren't expecting to hit it off with? On uh, my team, um, the guys I got the closest with were Jeter Downs, um, Tristan mm. Casas, mm. and Hunter Bishop. I knew I was going to get along with Tristan because pretty much my best friend on Cleveland is really close with him, uh, with Tristan in Miami. So I already knew, like, I've heard of him. We talked to, like, FaceTime. So I knew I was going to be cool with him. But then Jeter Downs and, like, Hunter Bishop, that was, like, my my closest um, friends on that team. Who was somebody who you watched that you either played against or on your team where, like, they're really good and you were you did not realize how good they were? Um. Honestly, I'm probably going to go with Jeter because I played against him in low A. I mean, only for like, I think, one or two series. Um, and I was – he was a very high draft pick, so I was like, oh, this guy's pretty good. But then I seen him now, and like the man literally squared up every single ball in the air, like crushed. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I knew he was good, but like he's ready. He's ready now. Okay. Inside info, Kels. We're getting some inside info here. Yeah. <laughs> And Tristan, Tristan's a machine, bro. That guy's a Terminator. So everyone knows he's good. He does everything right. That guy, I call him the Terminator. Who was the best pitcher you faced? In the fall league? Oh, that's a yeah. good question. Um, Everybody's throwing 100 now, right? So it's just, is it 100 just like, 100's like 90, the old 94. It's like, yeah, you got to square it up, but it's nothing to. Yeah. for it's just know, like your eyes get adjusted. Yeah, yeah, your eyes. Once your eyes get adjusted, it's pretty. It's not easy. It's just more normal. Anybody stand out out there? I didn't actually get to face him, but that kid from the Dodgers, everyone was talking about. Um, that threw a hundred. He's. You're not talking about Bobby Miller, are you? Yeah, Miller. I Bobby didn't Miller? play the one game. Yeah, I didn't play the one game that he pitched, and I was pissed because I wanted to face a mm. hundred. <laughs> he was just drafted in 2020. Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Wow, and he was already playing in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, that was probably the guy I felt like was most talked about um, in the fall league on the pitcher side, and I didn't get to face him or so. But yeah, um, I had a question in relation to the training that's extremely invasive, but I am posing it to both you and Peter, and I am also just looking for a generic response. 
How much are guys spending on these off-season training facilities? Are people dropping ten, twenty thousand dollars or more than that? Or people no, do. I'll take yeah. oh yeah. I mean it depends. Like it depends on your like facilities, honestly. I mean, I know like I won't name names, but I know like some of the top, top like elite facilities that like everyone knows is one of the best. It's probably like five hundred bucks a week. Chrissy. Oh. That's not as bad as I thought, honestly. Yeah, for like the big leaguers, they pro- like major league, like bona fide major leaguers, probably pay like definitely pay less. And the guys yeah. that are not like bona fide major leaguers pay more. So I don't know how that goes, but that's like it one sucks. of the top ones out here. But like for the most part, I feel like it's like three, it's like three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars a month. That's like generic for most of the facilities out bad. here, at least. Mm. No, not at all. You can, Kels, you can, you can spend as much as you want to spend. Like there's, there is so much available guys go to yeah. go to Europe and get stem cells. And like, it, there's just, yeah. it all depends on what you're willing to do to get yourself ready for the, for the next season. So yeah, uh, there, there is, there's an endless amount of people willing to take your money. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally like massages, therapy, all that. It's like, if you want to spend it to invest in yourself, you can, and if you don't, yeah. then you can just grind it out. Are y'all massage people? Because uh, I have had my membership at Hand and Stone for years and I'm obsessed with it. I have a massage chair downstairs in the house that I'm living in. Doesn't count. Listen to me, Kelsey. It counts, sister. Is it an Alpharetta? No, it's right here oh. in this house that I'm in right now. Okay. So all limbs? It's like calves, bottom of your feet. It's, it's, oh. it's, leg- it's, it looks like a space rocket when you go in there. You strap it and you like strap into it? It holds like a, it, it, it holds your hand, arms down. Oh. I'm gonna, you know what? You know what? Here we go. I'm doing this. Let's go. Oh. Mm. Let's see. <laughs> you the same about to buy one and send it my way, Pete. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking the mic as well. Here we go. All right. We're doing this. <laughs> His internet connection cut out before he could ever make it to the chair. Listen, we have, we have 40 megabytes per second internet in Australia. So you can imagine I'm struggling right now. Oh, big time. When you went off, I was saying shout out, shout out to Australia. Curtis Mee was on my team as Paulie. That kid, Dude, is he a stud or what? Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. Okay, and so we're hearing, oh, we're hearing amazing things about him. Obviously, like he, he could legit be, <laughs> he could legit be one of the best hitters to come out of Australia because you know a lot of, and that's the thing that we struggle with is that we don't have the exposure to good pitching at an early enough age for us to develop young, but he somehow found, because he works his ring off. Like I was just talking to his former manager this weekend. He was telling me that he would get and meet him at the field at 5 a.m. to go through hitting and get his work in before everybody. So he get he deserves everything that he's going to get, man, because he's worked his tail off to get there. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy because like a guy like that, like Australia is not like the biggest, like, spot for baseball so like he didn't sign for a lot of money like that kid out of, and he's what probably like i don't even know if he he just turned 21 so like yeah. if he went like a guy like that he goes to college like he's coming out paid <laughs> yeah exactly exactly Dang. that's a typical story in australia though because it, as i said we, we don't have high school baseball we don't have college baseball it's all just club and academy stuff that and I'm, I'm shocked that we've had as many big leaguers as we have because we just don't have the 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 games to play especially now too with with the with coronavirus and we, there's no tournaments and so it's it's this is my job to turn Australian baseball around single handedly yeah let's do it Pete get going when are y'all's next games we play in two weeks or eight days what were your thoughts after the first series so full disclosure I thought it was incredible um, it also helped that there wasn't a lot of major league baseball news going around so um we got a lot of we got a lot of attention this weekend which is massive for the league yeah um we we next year is going to be completely different because we're going to have eight ten twelve import imports per team so last year we had delman young on my team um next year we could have richie palacios on my team who knows you know, this could be, uh... go play in australia absolutely <laughs> i mean Mix in a road trip to the Bahamas and then swing to Australia for a couple of ABs at the end of the season. What? Hey. Okay. That's lit. That's lit. I know a guy. I know a guy who could probably get you in here. Well, that's is that the Australian Winter League? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I've, I've, I think during COVID, a couple guys that I know played out there, which and they said yeah. it was sick. They said it was Curtis sick. Curtis plays in it every year. Curtis, Curtis plays in every year. There's We've had big leaguers, minor leaguers. It's just such a good mix of, of talent. And if you ever want a chance to come out and play, get some extra bats. You can just send me a message and I'll get you out of here. <laughs> hey. Perfect, perfect. Peter Moylan, Melbourne Aces manager. Star recruit. Okay, I just want I just want one minute about your whoop. Do you love Do you love the whoop? The you guys, people who are listening to this, you've heard me talk about my whoop before, and Richie has one. That's a three Is that not the four yet? The four is supposed to be coming in like a couple of days, so it I'm took excited. So long to ship in. Oh yeah, very long. But hey, do you actually use it, and you're like training. Yeah, so I use it every day. Um, just trying to figure out how my recovery is. Sometimes I, I adjust my schedule a little bit based on days that I don't recover as well or I do recover um, very well. And I like it for sleep. I like it to tell me how much calories I'm burning, how much train I have. I've had it since 2018. Oh, wow. You've had it for a while. Yeah, I've had it all the way in. And my brother actually introduced it to me because I think Toronto, like, used it with them for, like, spring training. And he, like, okay. really liked it. So he ended up getting his own. But – all good things to say about it. I like it. It helps me with my recovery, which clearly I'm big on. And um, so I like it. And I'm going to stick to it. I actually play in the games with it on. Do you? Do you? How many different wow. bands do you have? I just use this one. I just push it up a little bit and my batting goes go right here. It doesn't really bug me. So I use this in every single game I play in. So you'll see this, this little lime green strap. Oh <laughs> I was at 98% recovery today. I was I at 97. Tell. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, I was at 98%. And I think I'm almost to a 15 strain, which is what's your what what do your days normally end strain in? I'm usually between like 16 and 19. Dang. 19 like is like a long day. And I yeah, my max ever was like 20.7. And now it was like a crazy day. You know, it's impossible to get to 21. Like yeah, I know I DM them. I'm saying, what does it take to get to 21? <laughs> What you actually did. Yeah. They said you would need your max heart rate for the entire day. I said, I stopped. I'm not trying that. But the fact that you're at 20.7, I don't think I've gotten above like 17.6. But yeah, I probably slept the entire next day. So it yeah. wasn't too good. I'm going to be in the red tomorrow. I've been trying to, I've been trying to sell Pete on that. I don't, I try to sell everybody on it for no reason. Like I affiliated with them. I don't have the only link have is that like everybody gets that's like if you give someone your link you get a free month but like they need to hire me or sponsor this podcast because i find a lot okay so we're going to take a quick pause on this interview because we want to tell you guys about the john boy media store pete and i are always wearing stuff but they actually just got a lot of cool new stuff in maddie i don't know if you saw this the jake sweatshirt but i'm <laughs> 1000 gonna be um getting that but they just got, a, oh, wait, there's a Jake Sucks mug. Wait, yes, and stickers and a Christmas sweater and a baby onesie. Lots of Jake Sucks stuff. Um, but they just got a lot of really cool stuff. And they have that John Boy Essentials line, which is more uh, stylish and kind of like clean, swaggy. I really like it. Um, so that's at johnboymedia.com. And it's all good quality stuff too, which I really like the tie dye sweatshirt that everybody has that I have like three of is that champion brand. Very nice. And the best part is that they're going to give farm to fame listeners a discount. If you guys want anything. So if you go to shop.johnboymedia.com, you can use the code fame and that will get you 10% off of your entire order, not just one item, whole order. Um, so again, you can go to shopjohnboymedia.com, click on the John boy essentials collection, because that's honestly kind of the best selection, but I would check out their bestsellers too, because they have some cool, like Braves world series stuff, um, including that waffle house one, but use the code fame at checkout to get 10% off of your entire order before we let you go, because it's been an hour and Dang. you might, you might have things that you got to do. Time flies. You're having fun. I just want to talk some ball with you. Like, how are you, how are you feeling? Are you, are you yelling like this could be the year that you're ready to make that step into the leagues? Do you, do you feel that you're prepared? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm prepared. Um, I mean, I'm always confident in my abilities and my work ethic. I know I work extremely hard. 
I, what I do and I take care of my body. So I know whatever situation I'm going to go in, I'm going to be successful in. But now it's getting surreal where it's like at that point where it's very possible um, to touch the major leagues. But I know that I, I just can't focus too much on that in my head. I just got to focus on doing the, the everyday, um, putting in my work every single day and being able to continue to develop to know that when that opportunity comes, like I know that I'm ready for it because um, I know it will come. So that's a big thing I talk to a lot of major leaguers. It's not, it's not about getting caught up in that. It's just being able to be ready when the opportunity is handed to you. Yeah. Because anyone can say I'm ready to be in the major league and then they get that opportunity and they struggle and they're not ready. So it's just being, being ready for that opportunity when it comes and And I'm extremely excited for that. We're excited. Do too. all of your starts come at second or do you, do you move around at all? Um, so I moved around a lot more this year. I think I played like 70 games, I think, at second. Then I played about 20 games in center, about 10 games in left. Oh, and wow. then in the fall league, in the fall league, I played only outfield um, just to better myself. Add value. Yeah, add value. Yeah, I value yourself, man. And you just, every single time you pick up a new position, you can play it handedly. You don't even have to be elite at it, but I'm sure you will yeah. be. If you can play a position, every extra position gives you a chance to be in the big leagues. It's, it's, you're, you're like, you're that ultimate utility guy. And you take mammo hacks. So that's going to help. Like, that's <laughs> why you need recovery because you take hacks <laughs> like I've never seen, dude. <laughs> that's, that's why I need to, that's why I need to flow. <laughs> exactly. Do you get to tell the Arizona Fall League what positions you want to play? Or does the organization decide that? Or does yeah, the does. coaches who are there decide that? The organization decides that for sure. Man, we just wow. we just go with it. You like playing second the most or you really don't care? They all have their own perks. So mm -hmm. I don't really have a favorite. Where did you see the most growth from 2018 to this last year? I would just say my mentality. Um, getting through that, that, uh, that season of surgery and coming back from a – shoulder surgery was like a huge thing for me like I know a lot of people don't actually come back from that as good as they were before mm -hmm. um but just being able to have uh, mental endurance and being able to come back way better than I was before was was showing me like hey you can do anything you put your mind to but just staying like mentally endurance um and not being able to just struggle through that but being able to come out through it um, on the other side. So that's definitely been the biggest thing for me. Nothing really physical, but just the mental part of it. Mind and body. Mind and yep. body. It's all one. If oh, someone yeah. hasn't seen you play, uh, how would you how would you explain yourself? Well, first, I'm bringing energy to the game. No matter what my skill sets are, like, I'm having fun out there. Um, I'm cheering. When we're winning, I'm screaming. Um, I'm fist pumping all that. I'm going to definitely bring energy to wherever I go to play because that's how I grew up playing the game. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's what makes it fun. It makes me good. Not everyone has to do it, but that's what I know makes me good. Love that. And then I'm, I mean, I'm line drives everywhere. A lot of doubles, stolen bases. I'll hit, I'll hit some homers here and there, but I'm not trying to do that, even though I swing so hard, as Pete has said. <laughs> 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 but... And then I'm playing good defense, but I'm bringing just confidence to my teammates and um, honestly just trying to win and have a really good time doing it. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, you'll see a lot of that this season. <laughs> Shout out to future Melbourne Ace, Richie Palacios. Yeah! That's all energy, I need. Baby. Energy, baby. Energy. <laughs> Peter, what uh, questions do you have? Just I feel like we didn't like talk much about his play. I'm out. I don't need to know about his play. We mean about his play. I don't know, dude. He hit 361 in 2018 between three teams. Oh, that's pretty bonkers. I can see why. Dude works his <laughs> ring off as well. Hit 297 this year. Didn't you have like a 900 OPS in Arizona Fall League? Isn't that somewhere on here? Sure is. Yeah, it's probably somewhere in those in those stats. <laughs> yeah, 900 <laughs> OPS. I'm worried about 2022. Starting opening day, opening day second baseman for the Cleveland Guardians. Hey, that's what I'm working for. They make the decision, but that's what I'm working for. What will that be like for you? Like whenever that is, when you when you make your debut, like do you think about getting that phone call or do you? Yeah, I, I definitely know I'm going to cry on that day for sure. Like no doubts, just because like everything I've been through, like I haven't been always the highly touted, like top prospect, like 
like, I mean, I got drafted third round, which was high, but out of high school or like in college, like I was never the guy most talked about. So I know that everything that I've gotten, I've it's because I worked for it and I wasn't handed it. So I think that's going to make that day in my major league career that much more special because I know that it was, it was, I went through it to get there. So <laughs> yeah, Pete feels me too. He said he signed in 97, then back in the league in 2007. Like, yeah, that's real. I love that's it. real. My guy. That's so great. Maddie, is there anything that, that you think we missed or anything that anybody wants to, to throw in here? No, I don't think that we missed anything. The nope. Richie, the last thing that we do every episode is called Aussie Lingo. Mm. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm, Pete, how are you keep, still? How is I keep forgetting because, because it's an interview and I'm like, oh, he's going to steal the show because. Okay, while you think of an Aussie lingo, there actually is something on these notes that, that I do want to ask about. What did it mean when you were added to the 40 man in November? I mean, that that's, I know that's a pretty accomplishment like for guys. Yeah, that was, um, that was pretty sick. And it was on the last day of the fall league, which was pretty crazy. So later the last day we played, um, I finished the game up. I was walking back to the locker room and, uh, our, our head coach is actually with us, Cleveland Desenzo. He said, Hey, pick up the phone. Um, like James Harrison talked to you, our Miami director. And he told me I was on a 40 man. Like, uh, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of tearing up because, like I said, I just know thought about all the things that I've been through and everything I've done to get to this point. Um, so it was it was definitely a surreal experience, and it's just I think just one of the first steps of my career. But it was definitely exciting. Let's go! <laughs> bring the energy, Kelsey. Bring the energy. I love. I'm you. here. I'm here. Okay. Wow. We just freaking love you. Okay, so Peter's going to give us an Australian lingo word, and the three of us have to guess what it means. I never win. Maddie has won a couple of times. Are you ready? No. (laughs) Squiz. Squiz. S-Q-U-I-Z. Hose. Water hose. Squiz. I'm going to take a random guess here and I'm going to, is it a noun or a verb? He doesn't oh know God, what those are. He doesn't know what noun See, and verbs just, and adjectives are. You just called are. me out in front of the whole <laughs> 8 million people that are going to watch this podcast that yeah. I don't know nouns and verbs, dude. Hey, we could cut that out. We could cut that out. Don't <laughs> no, that. we're leaving it in. I I'm like gonna to go, expose him I'm going to go, it means, I don't know, to rush or hurry or something. I don't know. Squeeze them on. Love that. Go. I'm going to go, I think Pete tried to fit the theme of the show. So I'm going to go energy, like good vibes, lots of energy. Oh, that's a good, that's a good. All great guesses. But what it means is to take a look at something. You are taking a squiz at something. So take a a dip. Oh, I, oh no, Maddie. The first time the whole episode. (laughs) Oh, Pete. This happened a lot. Was it last night? Oh, he's back. <laughs> we lost you here. <laughs> we lost you right. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a squiz. Is where we lost it's taking you. <laughs> a deep dive or a deep look into something. I want to have a squeeze. I want to take a squeeze. Oh, we have a look at this. Take so like, like an in-depth look, not like a quick. It can be both. Oh, it's, no, it's, it can. An, it's a word with multiple. It can. So you can you know, say like, I need to take a deeper squiz at this. Take a, take a squiz at this. Like, we, we need to t- we need to look at this again. Let's take a squiz at this. But like, if you're walking past a window, can you say like, mm. you squiz? That- <laughs> no, <laughs> you gotta. It's you can't be like you can't be like. Take a squiz uh, at that shirt. That's it. That's all you can do. It. Huh. I'm blaming I'm blaming Curtis for me not getting that right. He didn't teach you. Hundred percent. You didn't text him straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I never get him right. Okay, y'all. I think everybody has feels good, right? Everybody's yes. Richie, yeah. we seriously cannot thank you enough, and we are Amen. lifelong fans now, and your official hype squad, and yes, we'll sir. tweet about you a lot. Yes, I love that. And I, hey, I promise I'm gonna give you things to tweet about, whether it's please <laughs> performance or drip. All three of those, I'm gonna give you plenty of that. 
But no, thank you guys so much. I'm ex- I was so excited to get on here. I like what you guys do. Like that's that's like hella sick to me. What how you dive into how our lives are in more than just baseball. So I appreciate you guys. And we're obviously gonna stay in touch and do this again after I make my baby debut. We're doing this come again. On. Anytime uh, you want to come on and talk some ball or whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, I appreciate you. That's awesome. We're in. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are all Richie fans now, baby. (laughs) 2022's our year. Thank you so much for watching. Farm on, farm often. We'll see you next Wednesday.